Hey everyone, welcome to PaceCast, the official podcast of PAFE Nutrition and Fitness with Katie Jaski. I'm your host, Karen, or K for short, health coach, owner, and founder of PAFE. I help busy, struggling women lose 20 or more pounds and drop the belly fat so they can feel as confident and beautiful as they deserve. PaceCast's purpose is to examine and discuss what works and what doesn't with weight loss, fitness, healthy eating, and self-care, especially in regards to mindset. Get ready to know how to finally be successful with your goals for a beautiful new you. Hey everyone. So today I wanted to talk about kind of an interesting semi-off-topic type of thing. I wanted to talk about fate. I'm kind of on this little bit of a fate kick today. Um, So uh, I'm recording this on Sunday. I'm going to upload it probably as soon as I'm done recording it today. Um, and I just re, um, I just wrote a gratitude post. It's something that I do every Sunday, just kind of something to, you know, I, to me, my, uh, I'm like all over the place with this. Okay. So, uh, to me, Sundays are the end of the week and Mondays start a new week. It's just kind of how my schedule works. I like to think weekends is really the end of the week. <laughs> so to me, Sundays don't really start a new week. They end them. And I, I chose to do some of, like, the gratitude type of exercises that are recommended to people, like, you know, practicing self-care. Um, instead of doing a gratitude journal, I actually like doing a gratitude post. I like putting it out there. I feel like um, I'm really putting out really positive energy. And each Sunday or something like it, like like last week, it was actually Monday for Valentine's Day, um, I, uh, I always do, like, a gratitude post on my Facebook wall. And I just feel like I'm putting extra positive energy when I publicize it rather than keep it to myself in a, in a journal. Um, I do journal occasionally. Actually, I'm making a valiant effort to do more journaling each day. But I, I like putting the gratitude out there. I feel like that's something that's more contagious and can help change the way other people have just myself. So today when I did my gratitude post, I actually already had in mind the topic that I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about fate. But what's crazy is that, um, like, I had another fate-type thing happen to me just two days ago, which was days after I decided I was going to write about fate. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit and then branch it into... Um, how you can use the concept of fate to work with your mindset towards your healthy living goals, healthy lifestyle goals, healthy healthy lifestyle goals, and into weight loss. So it's going to be kind of like a uh, oh, kind of a, a long series of you know keep listening, keep listening because we're definitely going to get to where this is relevant by the end, I guess. So um, anyhow, so I wanted to talk about where I was going initially. So I guess in a sense, especially if you do follow my Facebook, this is like the extended version of what that Facebook post was all about because it was slightly cryptic, but I wanted it to be. I like sometimes being a mystery. And uh, so, okay, so fate. Fate is interesting for me. Fate has dictated like every major thing in my life. Every you know, major, not like necessarily decision, but like major life-changing thing that's going to happen in my life, but also decisions as well. Uh, I'm going to start with a story, actually. Um, so 
uh, for those of you who know me, you'll know this. If not, that's okay. Uh, you learned. Um, I got my bachelor's degree at Mansfield University, Pennsylvania. Uh, it's a little town, or little town and little school tucked away in the mountains of Pennsylvania. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a state-supported school by the PA school system for um, you know the, their college network, kind of like the SUNY schools in New York. And um, I uh, I had four different schools that I auditioned at for my music ed degree. And uh, I didn't originally think that Mansfield was going to be one of them. I heard about it, saw that their tuition was lower, happened to find out that they were good for music ed. And I was like, hey, why not? You know, this one might be an easier one to get in. Out of all four schools, some of them being more prestigious than Mansfield, um, it was very, very clear that this, is, this was going to be the one that was meant for me. My decision, I didn't have to make a decision. Like, I knew. And part of it was, um, there was a lot of factors that went into this, but one of them was like a fate type of story. So when you, you know, when you go to apply to get into a school for music, um, you definitely have to journey there and, uh, play. It's like a full day affair, you know? So basically, you know, you do your application, you give them everything that you're supposed to, but the story doesn't end there as you're waiting at the mailbox. Like, you have to journey to these places in person, usually. Um, maybe it's different now. Maybe the video submission thing is a lot more. But, like, back in, like, 2003, when I did all of this, uh, you definitely had to show up in person. Super professional. Bring your instrument and play stuff for multiple professors. And it was a very specific type of repertoire. For me, as a piano major, it was memorized. It was very grueling. Because I chose four different schools to audition at, I had like a dozen different pieces that I had to perfect and memorize and get ready. In addition, there were theory placement exams. Um, uh, the way that I went through it, I didn't have a secondary instrument to perform on, though that was actually a possibility. Like That was something I had to be kind of prepared for also. <laughs> In the end, I didn't have to do anything like that. Um, and like other little like tasks, depending on the school, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and you know, when I got in, like I, uh, the person that met with me on the exit interview was like off the record, you're probably in. And that was super helpful. Um, I felt pretty good about it. The audition had gone very well. It was not my first one, but it had gone better than my first one. It just, everything felt easy. It was easy to talk to people. The professors were easy to talk to. Everybody just felt kind and felt at ease, even though auditions are a very stressful experience. I met people that I would literally journey through the next four years with, like there. It was really cool. Just a really, really good experience. And, but the thing is, it wasn't just that. It wasn't that that I had felt that, um, what led me to be like, no, this is the place. No, it was actually what happened after we left. See, we, we walked out to where my parents' car was parked. And, you know, here we are about, two hours and 45 minutes away from home and suddenly the car won't start and it's like this time of year like february you know dead of winter super cold and you know we got to get back you know and the car won't start <laughs> so my father being like awesome with cars as he is figured out it was like i think the water pump or the fuel pump is one or the other i don't remember whatever it meant it meant that this car had to get back so that he could order parts and replace it so how do we get home? <laughs> but like a really cool thing happened. We had people at the admissions office near where we were parked help us out. Like we got a lift to Chrysler dealer down the road. 
they helped us get a quick car so that we could get home because, you know, work, school, that kind of thing. And they decided, okay, we're going to put a special ticket on the car so that you won't get a parking ticket because if you don't move this car in the next, like, hour, they will ticket you. But here, we're going to do this for you. Like, they could have screwed us over in so many ways, but they didn't. They understood the situation and... You know, even though these weren't the same people that I had dealt with just then at the music building, you know, this was at the admissions office, they still had hearts. They still tried to make us feel welcome and taken care of, even though suddenly we were, like, stranded in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so all that worked. We got home. It was not pretty. We had a snowstorm on the way home. And we were in this teeny tiny little tiny car, little, I think it was a bright green Dodge Neon, and it was tiny, and it barely handled the hills that we needed to travel through. It was a terrifying ride home, but we got home. My dad rented a car hauler, drove back to Pennsylvania with his truck, and hauled my mom's car home and fixed it. Super inconvenient, but, like, it all worked out, and I went there, and I got what I definitely believe was the most, the most beneficial education I could have gotten that I knew I needed at that time in my life. And, um, it was like, no question. As soon as I got that letter in the mail, I was like, I'm going here. Like, regardless of what happens with the rest of these auditions and wherever else I get accepted to, this is where I'm going. And it was because things were pointing me in the right direction. There literally was no decision. And, you know, I feel like every single time in my life there has like where there is a big thing happening or a big decision, like sometimes a couple times it's felt like I had to take a big risk. So purchasing Music Room, you know, after I'd been teaching at a school for four years, like, that was a big deal, too. Like, I felt like I was half floundering. I didn't know really anything about running a business, like business ownership as a general term. I knew what it was like for that business to run, and I, it was becoming more and more apparent about how simple that actually was. I mean, it was an established business. It was already set up. My boss really, really wanted to retire. He was 78 years old. He's like, can you please take this off my hands? I'll give you a killer deal. But he'd asked me several times before, and I, I couldn't. It was not the right time. Like, I knew I couldn't do it then. But that last time that he asked me, it was like June, yeah, June of 2013, it was like, you know, let me crunch some numbers because suddenly I feel like this can work. Like suddenly, my whole mindset around it changed. Like suddenly, I kind of felt like I could. So I went home that night. I crunched some numbers because suddenly I had enough numbers to crunch to see financially what this would do. There was some money in the bank to put towards it completely. and. Well, been there ever since. <laughs> so, like, and, and it worked out. Like, it worked out enough for me to uh, afford buying a house. It worked out enough for us to have a, you know, sometimes challenging but decently comfortable lifestyle. Uh, the pandemic, I, I want to say it's almost over. I don't know yet, but, like, it's seeming to go that way here. Um, but, like, we, we survived. It wasn't easy, but we survived. And, like, other music stores around here just haven't. So, you know, it, it, what would have happened otherwise? I, I would have been a teacher at school, I'm sure, somehow. At, at some point, that would have happened in a more permanent and full-time way, I'm sure of it. My goodness, like, right now, I, I'm looking at the teachers that I know and what they're going through right now, um, you know, with 
pandemic and post-pandemic challenges that they've had to endure. And I don't know that I would have lasted. That would have burned me out, I'm pretty sure. I felt burned out after that fourth year of teaching in the school already. And that was, you know, so many several years ago at this point. Things happen for a reason. And sometimes you don't know what that reason is, but just for some reason, you can tell that it's right. That when something is nagging at you to, hey, think this certain way, act this certain way, do this certain thing, like, some of those thoughts sometimes can then consume you. Like, sometimes you just need to know when to stop and be like, okay, boom, I'm doing this. And it feels like a huge risk. And it feels like you just have to, like, okay, I need to take this big step forward or this big step back, whatever this thing looks like, because, like, I can't sleep or think at night or stop thinking about this until I do something about it, whatever that means. It's almost like a breaking point. Do we really, though, do we need to push it that far? Like, is that really, is that really what's supposed to happen? So, like... I don't know. I just, I feel like myself, like I, I haven't really had too many major decisions that have felt quite like that. Most of them, it's just like a something happens and then it's like, okay, I know what needs to happen here. Something needs to change. This thing happened. Okay. This is where we're going with it. <laughs> but it's never felt like, I can't say never. Most of the big ones, it hasn't really felt like this whole grinding, I can't function because this is on my mind you know there's been a couple things like that things that aren't really you know like really meant for this podcast because it's not totally on this topic but like I don't know so I guess where I want to go with this today is I want you to start thinking about your own life think about it in terms of health and fitness let's reflect so what you're currently doing in your life as far as your healthy habits your tactics for weight loss Whatever it is that you have as goals for your life, are you 100% at peace with it? Like, does it feel like you are moving ahead and you are 100% like okay with how it's all unfolding? Okay, maybe maybe there's like a few little tweaks or something like that. How long does it take, you know, for you to struggle in your mind with those little tweaks before you actually make action what does it take have you ever seen anybody struggle with something in their health and they struggle and they struggle and they struggle but they can't seem to take action with it and then suddenly it's too late you know maybe somebody in your family has had let's say like high cholesterol or something like that and then suddenly there's a heart attack and it's just like ah. Oh only only they had just taken action you know sometimes and like i don't know if this is a silver lining or not i guess maybe in some situations it is where somebody might say like have a heart attack and they're lucky enough to survive and and then they know to actually make the changes and suddenly it's like wow look at this healthy lifestyle but it's so sad that it took a heart attack to actually have that happen, like where where they actually wake up and make the change. It's tough. That's tough. You know, and some people are okay with the idea of adapting and changing and being like, okay, look, I got to do this for my health. I got to do this for my health. I don't want to fall into, you know, that statistic and have this happen to me. And others just 
dig their heels and, you know, who are they hurting besides themselves in the meantime? You know, if you are one of these people, okay, all right, maybe I'm speaking to you a little bit, but if I, and, and if you're not, maybe, maybe you know somebody, I feel like everybody knows somebody like this, but if you are somebody who, you know, digs your heels in with certain changes, you know, think about this for a second. Okay, so if you don't change now, yes, you do run the risk of hurting yourself somehow in the future, slowly, or maybe something big ends up happening. But, like, can you possibly stop and think for a second that maybe people on the outside of you, people that really, really, really deeply care about you, you know, maybe they know better that something needs to possibly get tweaked with your with your lifestyle maybe they're too polite to tell you maybe they're a little afraid to tell you because they don't know how you're going to react you know maybe this is just too gentle or too sensitive of a topic for them to bear down and be like look this needs to change or maybe they've actually said it to you and maybe that didn't go well but you know i don't want to sound like doomsday or anything like that but People's lifestyles, in America, generally speaking, do need to change. Our society and what's available to us just makes it too easy to slip into something that's unhealthy. The statistics are there. The information is there. Look anywhere and you'll see plenty to read about on this. That's why my statements are so general. You know, I could rattle off a whole ton of statistics at you if you wanted. But, like, I don't need to. I think we, we know the hard part is deciding the way to actually make those lifestyle improvements. That's number one challenge. Number two challenge is how do we stick with it? How do we stick with it like to an unending way so that our lifestyles maybe aren't perfect, but they're healthy and we are at peace with that. And our, you know, we go and get a blood panel from, you know, because the doctor requested it, you know, and they're, like, happy with the results, and we're happy with the results. In fact, maybe we're, we know we're going to be happy with the results before we even get the results because of those healthy changes. Like, can you imagine such a thing? <laughs> you know, how cool would that be? Or, like, getting yourself down to a healthy weight. Like, you know what your healthy weight is supposed to be because it's below, you know, those other numbers like biometrical numbers that say oh okay this number puts you at risk for high cholesterol heart attack heart disease like any of those things but you know you're like below that point so like so the doctor doesn't have to complain to you about it my goodness that's incentive enough isn't it but they complain because they don't want to see you getting heart disease <laughs> that's that's what that's all about you know it's not that, it's not that they're trying to fat shame that is not what that's all about it is because they know and have been trained about what those numbers are, you know, like a like a BMI of over 30. You know, they know that anything above 30 is seriously going to put you at risk for some chronic illnesses later on in life. It's their job to tell you, hey, look, get below this. And and this is not really as much of a risk anymore. Do yourself a favor and prevent this now because it does take some time. Not to mention you'll enjoy much more of a healthy lifestyle later on. In your elder years, you'll be able to get around better. You know, I mean, gosh, the quality of life that you get to enjoy 20, 30 years down the road because of the action steps that you take now. Like, is there really anything else that matters more than that? 
you know, the health of the same type of health benefits that your family members would enjoy also. Say they adopted this with you. Like, what does that look like for you? How much more fun would life be? So, you know, there's a lot to be said about where fate can push you. So let's talk about one more thing before I finish things up here. Is what we just talked about and envisioned right now about better health in the long term. How can those feelings, those those feelings that fate is trying to push you towards, how can that help you now so that you are more helped out later by them? What do you have available to you now to start making those changes so that you can actually enjoy that later? So I want you to know that if you don't have an answer to this now, you actually do have an answer to this now. <laughs> because the person that you're listening to right now is somebody who knows how to make these changes for people. I am a health coach. It is my job to help you make these changes permanently. I'm not going to guide you through a crash diet that you adopt for 6, 12 weeks, whatever. No, these changes are meant to be enjoyed and appreciated by you so that you can enjoy them 20, 30 years from now and beyond. You know, who's to say that if you adopt a really, really healthy, active lifestyle, you know, you regain your mobility to the very end, you don't have chronic diseases, you know, you can expect some decent years, especially with the advances in medicine they're going to make. My gosh, look at the advances in medicine we've had in the last few years, right? You know, yeah, it's been focused and concentrated on, like, one thing. But, like, there's been other developments, too. You just don't hear about them as much. But, like, there's always advances in medicine. So, like, 30 years from now, yeah, the medical field's going to look different, and they're going to be able to help you. So why don't you help them? Why don't you help yourself by staying away from them, too, right? Nobody wants to be in the hospital. So... Let fate intervene today. You know, I don't know who needs to hear all this today, but maybe it's you. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, you know what? This is really, really hard for me to do on my own. I think I would benefit from some support. And I'm telling you guys right now, I am that support. If you're thinking that right now, then as soon as this podcast is over, which, hey, we hit the 22 mark, um, the 22 minute mark, which seems to be my magic number lately. You know, when you finish listening to this, there's some links on the show notes here. Go ahead and clip, click them. Go ahead and email me. Go ahead and reach out on Facebook. I am here for you. Whether it's to answer one question about that one thing that you know you need to tweak, or being like, look, my lifestyle, is, it needs some help. It needs an overhaul. What can you do for me? Let's have a conversation. But the thing is, though, I can tell you these kinds of things until I am completely blue in the face. But what it really comes down to is you knowing that it's time. You knowing that, hey, look, this, this is what I need to do. Fate is speaking to me. I know what the consequences could be in the future. It's time. And, you know, if you decide that what works best for you is working together please know that it is my job to make sure you do not fail. 
that is literally what you would be hiring me for is to make sure that I do what it takes to make sure you do not fail. All right. That's what it's all about. That's what being a health coach is all about and how we help people. And then, you know, then it goes into the methods, which we do that. But the bottom line is you hire us so that we make sure you don't fail. Okay. Okay. That sounds like I was getting a little stern, Whew, a little heated. <laughs> I guess you can tell I'm very passionate about this topic. Anyhow. So not sure again, who needed to hear this today, but fate is out there. Fate points you in directions. Trust it. Take that leap of faith. Because if you know that that's the correct leap of faith to take, then it's going to feel good, and it's going to put you in the direction that you know you need to go to steer you on the right path for the rest of your life. All right? So I'm going to take off here, mull on that, mull, mull that over for a little while, and I will see you again next week. All right, take care. Have a good week. Thank you for joining me today on FaithCast. I hope you found the content enjoyable and inspiring for your own healthy habits. If you are ready to take things another step forward, please visit my Facebook business page at facebook.com slash faithnutritionandfitness, click like, and click on the top pinned post to get my weight loss quick start guide as a free gift. Together, we can achieve whatever weight loss and healthy lifestyle goals you dream of.